This is a Legacy of Laughs comedy from the golden age of radio, brought to you by RelicRadio.com. Bristol-Myers, the makers of Sal Hepatica for the smile of health and Vitalis for well-groomed hair, present the Alan Young Show. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ken Delmar, speaking on behalf of those two old friends, Sal Hepatica and Vitalis, and welcoming you to the Alan Young Show, featuring our singing star, Diane Courtney, the music of Peter Van Steeden, and starring Alan Young! Well, here's the street where Alan Young lives. The first house used to belong to Aunt Matilda. The second house belonged to Uncle Joel. And here's Alan's house. It used to be Uncle Tom's cabin. <laughs> well, let's drop in, shall we? Hello, Kenny. Come on in. Uh, Alan, I came over well, to... before you do anything, Kenny, take off your hat. Oh, all right. My hat is off. Alan, I came Quiet, over... Quiet, please. Let's bow our heads and have a few moments of silence. There. Now, Kenny, I'm... Uh, one because... moment, Alan. Would you mind telling me who we were standing in silence for? Shaky. I can just see the inscription on his tombstone. Here lies Shaky, a villainous cut. He and Dick Tracy had quite a fight. But Tracy was strong. He wouldn't unbend. So here lies Shaky. He was frozen in the end. <laughs> that thing had me worried, you know. I was sure he was going to get Snowflake. Well, Alan, uh, as far as Snowflake is concerned, there are 60 million of them on your front walk. You'd better shovel them off. I'm not shoveling that snow, Kenny. It's a waste of time. Oh, how could it be a waste of time? I'll show you. You wake up one morning, look out of the window, and the street in front of your house is covered with snow. The snow turns to sleet, the sleet turns to slush, the slush slides down the sewer and slips out to sea. The sunshine soaks up the seawater, stores it in the sky. The sky staggers under such a slew of stuff, the clouds stag, the storm starts, the snow falls, and there it is right back front of my house again. <laughs> I'm going to shoot that writer. <laughs> but just the same, you'd better shovel that snow off or you're liable to get a summons. Maybe you're right. But I haven't got my shovel. I'll lend it to an old fellow next door. You know my neighbor? Wait here, Kenny. I'll go get it. This snow is solid. Well, for snowballs. I'll scoop some up and make one. There. I'll fling it at that fence across the street. <laughs> family had moved across the street. Every Monday I see spaghetti hanging out in the line. Well, here's the old fellow's house here. Hope he's home. I need that shovel. Hello there. Hello there. The other day I lent you my shovel. Well, like... I'm glad you dropped over, son. Just got some handkerchiefs back from the laundry. They're beautiful. Yeah. Well, I came over. Of course, uh, when I sent them away, they was bed sheets. 
That's fine. Yeah, I, I used to do more laundry. I washed my undies and lux. Got my money back. You got your money back? Why? Nobody asked me to dance. <laughs> well, I came over with my shovel. Interesting things always happen to me. Yeah, I remember the time I invented a gasolineless automobile. They all laughed at me. Called it my folly. Oh, did, it, did it work? No. Darn thing blowed up. Bang, bang, bang went my folly. That's too bad. Now, I'll let you a shovel. Another, another time I was keeping company with a gorgeous girl. Yeah, you sat on the sofa with her. She had an hourglass figure. One night I found myself with time on my hands. I, uh, I see. Yeah, just passing the time of day. No, I don't mind. Just trying to be neighborly. I'm democratic. I'm only human. Hello! Hello! <laughs> I, uh, I was up in New York City last week. Yeah. Rode in the subway. Subway's awful crowded. But you make some nice contacts. <laughs> yeah, now I'll let you explain your snow shovel to you. Oh, I forgot about it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Oh, thanks very much. I uh, put it to good use. Some snowstorm we had, eh? Ain't seen so much snow since the blizzard of 66. Where were you during the blizzard? The stork was delivering me. <laughs> yeah, I remember we was flying for New York City. The blizzard was so thick, the stork couldn't see a thing. He turned south and headed for Florida. I was born in Miami. Well, uh, what happened? Some woman in New York was awful disappointed. <laughs> I should never have asked. Thanks for the shovel. Goodbye. Goodbye. So long there. Better get to work and start shoveling this snow off. Mr. Young. Mr. Young. She's my girlfriend, Betty. And she's riding in Eddie Davenport's car. What did you go out with that guy for? He's so non-essential. I'm coming. Hello, Teddy. Hello, Mrs. Young. You know Eddie. Hiya, Alan. <laughs> Betty, I love to see you driving around in an automobile. Don't you get lonesome riding all by yourself? Riding by yourself? What do I look like? I don't know. I'm not a bacteriologist. <laughs> How do you... How do you like this car? Eddie's father gave it to him. Yeah, for getting such good marks in college. For getting such good marks in college. Eddie's got a B.S., an M.A., and a Ph.D. Yeah, he's so smart, let's see him get an L.S. M.F.P. Betty, <laughs> would you like to help me uh, shovel this snow off the front walk? Well... At our house, my father has a handyman to shovel the snow. Naturally. He hasn't got any sons to do it. Now, look here, Alan Young. I don't like your attitude. You're being positively obnoxious. Ah, oh, why don't you go home? Your cage must be cleaned by now. Mr. Young, you're acting like a ruffian. Eddie's a perfect gentleman. His whole family's in society. His mother's the toast of the 400. His sister's the toast of the debutantes. And his father is the toast of the banking set. All that toast and Eddie is a crumb. 
Now, look, Young, I'm not afraid to fight you. In college, I'm an athlete. I'm the star of the basketball team. Yeah. Even after you leave the court, you don't stop dribbling. <laughs> Pretty good, huh, Betty? Mr. Young, I'm ashamed of you. I won't be here and listen to this any longer. By the way, Eddie. All right, Betty. <laughs> and Mr. Young, don't you ever talk to me again. <laughs> I'm not going to let that four-eyed two-timer get away with this. I'll throw a snowball at his car. Eddie, here's a present for you. Pinga Fossa! El Prato del Secundo Snowball! Con la pata la prisa visora! With the pata pata visora! All right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry! Everything is going wrong. Say, Alan, what was going on out there between you and Betty and Eddie? Games are all alike. The minute you turn your back, they start running along with somebody else. Now, that Betty go over the factory if it whistled at her. Oh, Alice. It's your fault if Betty runs around with other guys. It's my fault. Well, how is she supposed to know how you feel about her? You never give her any hint. Darn her socks for her. Well, Alan, there's only one way to make sure that she doesn't go out with anyone else. How? Propose. You mean marriage? If you'll pardon the expression. <laughs> yes. Married. Well, yes, I will have to propose to Betty, but how do I go about it? Gee, I can't be of much help to you. I've never proposed to anybody. But, Ken, aren't you interested in anyone? Oh, sure. Who? Sal. Sal? Sal who? Sal Hepatica. I should have. <laughs> Why, of course you should have. And believe me, Sal Hepatica is something to have an interest in. A Sal Hepatica is a friend indeed. Particularly on those mornings when you wake up feeling sick and headachy due to the need of a laxative. For if you take a glass full of sparkling sal hepatica then, you'll get quick, gentle relief, usually within an hour. Well, that means you don't have to risk feeling miserable all day, waiting until night to take a laxative. You take sal hepatica the minute you need it. And besides quick, gentle relief, sal hepatica gives you another advantage. This famous saline helps sweeten an upset stomach by helping to reduce excess gastric acidity. So tonight or tomorrow, get a bottle of sal hepatica from your druggist, remembering this caution used only as directed. Then whenever you need a laxative, morning, noon, or night, see how much faster you feel better, thanks to gentle, speedy Sal Hepatica. And here's our glamorous singing star, Diane Courtney, to sing, The Night is Young and You're So Beautiful. The night is young and you're so beautiful. There among the shadows, beautiful lady, open your heart. The seedness sets, the breezes sing of it. Can't you get into the swing of it, lady? When will you smile? When the lady is visible and the evening is any dream is permissible in the heart of a fool. The moon is high and you're so glamorous, and if he seems over amorous, lady, what can you do when the lady is the and the evening is cool. 
If I'm going to propose to Betty, I'll need a ring. Buckheimer's jewelry store and buy one. Gee, isn't that wonderful? Someday Betty and I will get married and settle down in a cottage and live happily forever, Amber. Gee, I've only got a few minutes to catch the downtown bus. Ah, here's the bus now. Okay, step up, step up. Hey, just a second, buddy. Where are you going? Downtown, the Clockheimer's Jewelry Store. What kind of a priority do you have? Priority? Why, I have a C priority. Get off. What do you mean, get off? Everybody else on this bus has an A priority. Haven't you? <laughs> I read it, but I didn't understand it. Jewelry store. I'll just go right Well, in. hello, Mr. Young. I didn't expect... I say I didn't expect to see you downtown. <laughs> it's Counselor Carton, Brandon. Yeah, it's good to see me. Uh, what are you doing looking in the window? <laughs> Windows, that is, of a jewelry store. Well, I'm, I'm thinking of buying an engagement ring. Oh, you're going to... I say you're going to get married. Yeah. Well, marriage is an extremely serious step. Yeah. That's philosophy, son. <laughs> I recognized it. Yeah, I remember one divorce case I handled. The defendant was Maisie LaRue. She was a fan dancer. I was one of her fans. <laughs> yeah. What just proceeded was a joke, son. You can get odds on that. Yeah, pay attention, son. Pay attention. I recollect I came into the court with my client, Miss LaRue. You know, if you listen, you'll learn, son. Yes, indeed. I say, I, I got, well, I got her into court. I got her into court, I say. Her husband wanted a divorce because she was a fan dancer. Oh, why? Well, he said she waved the fan so much he was living in a perpetual draft. <laughs> that there is whimsy. <laughs> Too bad he didn't get it, you know. Well, son, I got the, I say I got the judge to agree to let Miss LaRue do her fan dance in court, and she did it. I say she did it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what the judge said when he saw a fan dance? No, what? Oh, there's good views tonight. <laughs> you know, you're a nice boy. You shouldn't be so abstract, son. <laughs> well, son, I... I, <laughs> I got to be getting back to my office. I got a big case. A big case that I'm working on. Huh? Seems somebody threw a snowball through my client's window. Uh, snowball through the window? What did uh, your client say? Finger force, I say finger force, <laughs> you come out. Gee, they, they have some very pretty, I say they have some very pretty engagement rings here in the window. That's catching. I'll go in and inquire about the rings. Uh, what can I do for you, young man? I'd like to see a ring. I'm, I'm getting engaged. Oh, my, my, girls will marry anything today, won't they? <laughs> Look, all I want is an engagement ring. Well, we have rings to fit every pocketbook. Well, I just won't want to fit on a girl's hand. Oh. 
Well, here's one. It has a three-carat diamond. Just look at that. Look at the way it shines. You're looking at my blue serge suit. Oh. That ring looks too expensive. Have you got something cheaper, maybe? Well, uh, here's a ring with a one-carat diamond, $295. That's too expensive. Have you got something a little cheaper? Well, yes. Here's a ring that costs $8.50. I'll take it. But, uh, <laughs> incidentally, this ring will have to be cleaned. Why? It's covered with Cracker Jacks. <laughs> well, here, here's the money. Will you engrave something on the inside of the ring for me? Surely. Uh, what did you want? Well, engrave... To Betty, with all my love from Alan, the man who dreams about her every night, who longs for the day I will be married, and I get a good-paying job, so we won't have to live with her parents, we have our own home and settle down to having a family and living happy ever after. Uh, do you want that sent as a night letter? <laughs> Look, do you expect me to engrave all that on the inside of a tiny little ring? Well, isn't there enough room? Buddy, there wouldn't be enough room to engrave that on the inside of Herman Goering's girdle. Oh, I got the penny. I'll drop in here at Kenny's drugstore in the short room. Oh, hello, Alan. Hiya, Kenny. Well, I got an engagement ring for Betty. Here it is. Look at that diamond, Kenny. Yeah, wait a second till I get my magnifying glass. Yeah. You mean you want to find out if the diamond is cut properly? No, I just want to find the diamond. Well, Alan, did you set the date yet? Set the date? Kenny, I can't even get up enough nerve to propose to it. Yeah, well, Alan, I've got an idea. Yeah. You go over to Slick Slacker's radio store. They've got a recording machine there. You can make a record of your voice for a dollar. Kenny, you mean I should record my proposal to Betty? Exactly. Then you can take the record up and play it for her. I'll do it, Kenny. But are you sure these records are good? Oh, I'm positive. I made one yesterday. Wait a minute. I'll get it for you. Well, don't bother, Kenny. I believe you. Oh, but I'll be glad to do it. Yeah. Glad to. Yeah, here. Here it is. Listen. Ladies and gentlemen, particularly gentlemen, you no doubt have discovered that you can't buy Vitalis. That's famous hair grooming preparation anymore. Well, as your druggist has probably told you, all the Vitalis made is going to the armed forces. But I would like to tell you that the minute wartime shortages ease off, Bristol-Myers will do everything possible to see to it that you civilians can once again get Vitalis. And so once again, you'll be able to enjoy the advantages of the most popular hair grooming preparation in America. Advantages like the Vitalis 60-second workout, which loosens a tight, dry scalp, stimulates circulation, and helps prevent excessive falling hair. Yes, we at Bristol-Myers earnestly hope that the time won't be too far off when you can once again go into your druggist and ask for a bottle of Vitalis and get it. Please be patient until then, won't you? Here's a paper that came told me I should make a record. Slick Slacker's record. shop. <laughs> Uh, excuse me, miss. I'd like to make a little... Just a moment. I'm waiting on this gentleman. Oh. Yes, sir. What did you want to buy? Uh, may I have five Bing Crosby records, please? Five Bing Crosby records. Here you are, sir. Uh, stand back, please. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Mr. Sinatra. I want to propose. Don't you think we ought to go steady for a few minutes? 
No, no, you don't understand. I don't want to propose to you. I want to propose to a girl. Well, who do I look like? Umbriago? Well, look, I, I came in here to make a record. There's a man ahead of you making a record. You'll have to wait a few minutes. Here, make yourself comfortable. Pull up a phonograph needle and sit down. Yeah, well, will he be long? Oh, no, he's just making a record to send to his wife. I think he's going to start now. Well, to his wife. Uh -huh. I said he's got a nice, sweet message for her. Quiet. Quiet. My dearest, this is just to tell you that for years I've been looking at that ugly puss of yours. Your face is so wrinkled, it looks like a piece of Kleenex that's been carried around for a week. I remember the day I first saw you. When you rolled your eyes, I didn't know whether you were flirting or looking back at the wagon you were pulling. And you're always picking on me. Always picking on me, but no more. I'm through. This is my declaration of independence. I'm leaving you. I'm free. Free, do you hear me? Free. <laughs> free, free. Free. Okay, I'm through. Where's my record? Here you are. Shall I wrap it as a gift? Never mind. Goodbye. Okay, Blondie, it's your turn. Now, just step up to this microphone here. Now, when the bell rings, you start talking. And when the bell stops, you stop. Okay. Betty? Yeah. Dear Betty, I love you very much. I want you to marry me. You and I will be very much. And I love me. I still for two. We lived together for many years. And husband and wife... Will you? <laughs> I hope she'll be able to hear what I said. The bell made a lot of noise, you know. Will she be able to hear the bell on the record? No. You see, when you talk into the microphone, it goes through an insulated wire, which goes to a modified amplifier. Then it goes to a low-frequency magnetic oscillator. Then it's transformed through a multiple electrolytic retrostat, and then it's condensed in a seven-phase superheterodyne audio meter, and that takes out the sound of a bell. Yeah. Well, wouldn't it be more simple if you just didn't ring the bell? Gee, <laughs> we never thought of that. Where's my record? Here it is. Suppose I drop it. What'll I do? Oh, we always give two copies to a customer in case one breaks. Here you are. Oh, thanks very much. Oh, I hope she accepts him. Oh, my goodness, I made a terrible mistake. Instead of giving him two copies of his record, I gave him one copy of the record he made and one copy of the record the other man made. Oh, I only hope he plays the right one for his turn. Well, here it is, Betty's house. See, the Cooper Mansion. I'll just run up the front steps. I'm sorry, Mr. Cooper, I didn't see you lying there. <laughs> well, this is it. Once I cross the threshold and play this record, everything in my life will be changed. <clears throat> oh, pardon me, Mr. Cooper, is Betty home? Yes, she's in the living room. Thanks very much. There's Betty sitting over there on the couch. I'll sneak over and put my hands over her eyes and make her guess who it is. She'll know it's me. I'm the only one she goes out with. <clears throat> There. Oh, guess who? George? Uh, no. Uh, Harry? No. Betty? No. Marvin? No. Charles? Uh-uh. Timothy? No. Peter? No. I'll give you a hint, Betty. Here, I'll put my face close to yours like this. Now I rub my cheek against yours. Oh! <laughs>
it's me, Alan. Alan Young, I told you I never wanted to speak to you again. Now you leave this house and don't you dare come back. Betty, you're beautiful. Don't you dare even call me on the telephone. Betty, you're as pretty as anything. Don't you dare even write me a letter. Betty, I got something important for you in this box. Don't you dare sit down beside me on the couch and open it up to show me what it is. Well, it's something very special, Betty. Look. It's a young ring. <laughs> Engagement type. Young, it's beautiful. Oh, look at that big yellow diamond in it. That guy didn't wipe all the cracker jacks off it. <laughs> Betty, there's, there's a proposal that goes along with this ring. Well, go ahead, Miss Young. Let's hear it. It comes to you by electrical transcription. What do you mean? Betty, I, I had so many things I wanted to say to you, but I don't have the nerve to tell them to you myself, so I put them on this record. Here, let me play it for you on the phonograph. Listen very carefully. My dearest, I've been wanting to tell you this for a long time. Betty, I want you to be my wife. Let you and I get married and settle down. I can see us together. Just you and me and a cottage and a baby 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 there must be something wrong with this record, but I got another one right here. Lucky the girl gave it to me. Betty, listen closely to this, because in this record, I've told you exactly how I feel about you. Let's, let's listen, Betty. My dearest, this is just to tell you that for years I've been looking at that ugly puss of yours. Your face is so wrinkled that it looks like a piece of Kleenex that's been carried around for weeks. That first day I... Mr. Young, how dare you? <laughs> it's, it's a mistake. I got the wrong record. Betty, you know I wouldn't do a thing like that to you. Betty, you don't understand. I want you to be my... What? <laughs> oh, gee, Mr. Young. Well, this is a big step. I can't give you an answer. You've got to talk this over with my Uncle Joe. Nobody in our whole family ever makes a decision without talking to him. Oh, here he comes now. Okay. Go ahead and talk to him. Uh, Uncle Joe, I've just asked for Betty's hand in marriage. Uncle Joe, what do you say to that? He's your foster! This is Alan Young again. Friends, don't forget to get those dimes and dollars marching to the White House. Your money will go a long way in helping to stamp out infantile paralysis. Now, on behalf of Diane, Ken, Peter, myself, in fact, all of us, we want to thank you for being with us tonight. And don't forget the two products that make our Tuesdays together possible. Sal Hepatica for the smile of health and Vitalis for well-groomed hair. Sal Hepatica Vitalis. Good night.
Say, girls, listen to this song. If you think walking down the aisle to that tune gets you out of hot water once and for all, lady, you are mistaken. I don't want to discourage you, mind you, but believe me, you are really getting into hot water, up to your elbows. First, there'll be dishes and undies, and then pretty soon the baby's thing. And those beautiful, soft, and smooth hands he loves to hold may soon become rough and dry. So take a tip. Use Truchet, the beforehand lotion. By putting on Truchet before you put your hands in hot, soapy water, will protect them even while they're in that hot water. Yes, Truchet can really help protect your hands, and so help keep them softer, smoother, lovelier. Why not begin today to use Truchet? it for this time, but there's always more old-time radio at relicradio.com. Thousands of episodes of every variety offered for free, thanks to you, the listeners. If you'd like to help support this and all of the shows, please visit donate.relicradio.com or visit the website and click on the donate button for more information. Thanks for joining me today. I'll be back soon with another installment of A Legacy of Laughs.